content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. John Mintz does not provide tax or legal advice. All decisions regarding the tax or legal implications of your investments should be made in connection with your independent tax or legal advisor. Have you ever wondered why the rich get richer and others don't? Could it be that a small percentage of the population pay others to find, study, and execute on legal loopholes that exist with our financial life and make it easier for them to prosper? The answer is a resounding yes. This is the Secrets of the Wealthy podcast with John Mintz. John has spent a lifetime researching and mastering the financial loopholes that he believes should be available to everyone. Join us as we explore different strategies that help you get farther, faster towards building and enjoying a prosperous retirement. Hello and welcome to The Secrets of the Wealthy with John Mintz. Today, John is continuing a part two of a subject that I'm pretty excited about, covering annuities. And I know that doesn't sound super exciting, but this is the truth and lies about annuities. In the first episode, John really spoke to us about the different types of annuities, and we'll review those really quickly. But today, he's going to be diving into the uses of annuities. So, John, I'm glad to be back with you. Well, that makes two of us, and I hope to change what you just said. It doesn't sound too exciting. I want people, after listening to these, if they hear the word annuity in the future, that they just want to jump up and holler and, and get excited because it excites me and all the great things that, that annuities can be used for. Yeah, and that's the thing, is that you're here to change the mindset because I think a lot of people think annuities, and they're like, oh, I've heard bad things. Mm-hmm. But those are some older annuities that, that mm-hmm. we know got sold they just they weren't great and there was like people trying to push some products mm-hmm. and you're here to dispel the rumors and the myths and the, and the like you said the truth lies about annuities so can you just go over just the three types of annuities and then people can go back and listen to the last episode if they want more in depth and then we'll dive into today's content yeah i sure can so three types of annuities there's a fixed annuity Fixed annuity is what I call a boring annuity. It's just a fixed rate of return. Your principal is at risk. It's for a fixed amount of time. You put the money in, you just let it kind of percolate, and then you take it out with an expected and known growth. That's mm-hmm. that's, that's all there is to it. A fixed indexed annuity is similar in that your principal is protected. You have no downside risk of the markets, but you do have some upside participation of the markets. So this is one of my favorites where people can participate in the growth of the markets, but don't have to participate in the loss of the markets. And there's things with fixed and X annuities that we'll dive into later, like caps low participation rates. You you mentioned some of the older annuities people might have been missold or whatever. But the the other thing that you didn't mention, Eric, about these things is that I tell folks if you have an annuity that's older than three or four years old, it's old. Hmm. Because with the baby boomers craving more and more protection through annuities, the annuity product lineup is changing literally almost monthly now. We'll dive into some of that as well. And then lastly, there is variable annuities, which thus the word variable, your returns can vary. Your principal is at risk here. 
because you are invested in the market, so you can lose value if the markets decline. Uh, and there are fees attached to these per Morningstar. The average fee on a variable annuity is about 2.5%. Mm. That's an average. So that's the three types of annuities. But I think we're going to dive into today, we're going to talk about the uses of annuities. And there's many different ways. I, can, I don't have time to dive into all the different uses today, but there, I'm going to talk about the primary uses of annuities today. You know, we may get into some of the others down the road. One of those uses is for immediate income. This used to be called a SPIA or a single premium immediate annuity, but there's so many, again, I talk, I talk about products evolving. There's a lot of other different products types of annuities now that can deliver immediate income. And so some folks come in, they say, hey, I've got this X amount of money and I just want to make sure that I have enough income to live the lifestyle that I want from now till the end of my days. Mm -hmm. And so we can build an immediate income for an individual that will satisfy that exact need. That's called immediate income, right? Then there's deferred income. And so this is for someone that, let's just say maybe they're 50, 55 years old. They plan on retiring about 65 or 70. And so we can take a chunk of money and put it into an annuity and let it grow, let it percolate, let it accumulate over the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years, and then turn on income at that time. Well, obviously, that income's going to be a lot more mm -hmm. than it would be otherwise. And again, that the income for all annuities, once that income starts, it runs primarily, typically, through your entire life. I say typically only because sometimes these annuities will give a choice of 10 years certain or 20 years certain, those types of things where you can take that annuity and you can split it up in equal, equal increments over 10 years. You can split up in equal increments over 20 years. So there are other ways. And sometimes the companies give you all of these choices of which you don't even have to make until you get ready to start turning on the income or starting the income. And so a lot of flex flexibility as far as deferred income annuities go. That's probably the most popular one that I see uh, as opposed to immediate income. Okay, so let me stop there for a minute. Uh, when you're talking about immediate income and deferred income, what age ranges are you looking at? So let's say somebody who's 45 says, I, I wouldn't mind some immediate income. Is that a good idea or not a good idea at that point? I think in our last episode, you mentioned maybe, hey, I might, I'm getting a little older. I might be thinking about annuity someday. And I'm thinking, well, maybe today <laughs> you might want to think about that. All right. And because I, I can tell you, I'm 57 and I've had annuities for at least 10 years. Oh, well, uh, see that I'm 47. That was 10 years ago for you. So that, there you just, go. So you're saying I should be thinking about it today. Well, I don't know enough about you that way, but <laughs> financially speaking, so I'm going to live true to my principles, which is I never give advice until I know everything there is to know Got about it. a person financially. But I will tell you that I think it's a good use for the right people at the in the right scenario in their 40s. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Mike Tyson, uh, managers, uh, in his first $2 million he made – which he was in his 20s, right? Early 20s. His first $2 million he made, his managers put that, uh, that money into annuities. Wow. It's every situation, because they were trying to get him from spending, keep him from spending it all, I'm sure, but put a little bit delayed gratification on there. 
the right person at the right time, whatever age that might be, certainly. But immediate income, I usually see those used in later years, someone in their later 70s, maybe mid to late 70s, early 80s. They're just saying, hey, I need extra money. Inflation has ramped up on me and I just need some extra income here. Can you convert this asset into income for me? Whereas deferred income, the sweet spot for those are usually somewhere between 50 and, you know, early 60s so that we have enough time to expand the asset before we need to turn that income on. But again, uh, most of those, that income's going to last their entire life. And so we try to just structure it in a way such that whatever income is going to be needed. So for example, maybe their expenses are going to be $10,000 a month at age 65, and their income between Social Security and pension is only going to be $6,000 a month. So we have a $4,000 gap we have to make up, right? And so we can use that annuity to fill that gap, potentially. That also kind of tells us, well, do we need to wait till 65 to retire? Do we need to wait till 70 retire? Can we retire earlier? It kind of helps guide us towards that end goal of when to retire, right? Yeah, absolutely. That is a really good question. It helps me explain that a little bit better. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Another use of annuities is what I like to call enhanced accumulation of a protected asset. So sometimes, boy, just lately, I've had a lot of folks call me and come see me saying, well, John, I've got $800,000 in cash and uh, I took it out of the markets last year and it just sitting in my savings account. John, I have $300,000 in cash. John, I have $400,000 in cash. And what, every time I ask the same question, why do you have it there? Well, I just didn't know anywhere else to put it mm-hmm. that was safe. That's the answer I get every single time. Yeah. They find out about annuities because annuities, even though the definition of them is to deliver income, that's not their only use. And so there's some annuities out there that I, that are, I, I call them accumulation annuities. In fact, some of the carriers now actually name them that. Accumulation Advantage is the product name for a company that I work with. And it, its sole goal is we put the money in, we let it accumulate. And after a number of years, we can take the whole thing out and or move it somewhere else, just like you would with any other type of hmm. investment. But the difference being we're going to get a better return than we would get with a CD or a passbook savings account, right, or a money market, but have the same downside market protection that we would have in those other structures. I see a lot of folks craving that type of protection right now on their uh, monies. And then lastly, believe it or not, it can be used as an estate planning tool. Some annuities, there's some annuities out there that you put X amount into the annuity one time, you just dump $100,000 in there, right? They have kind of two different monitored growth values on that particular annuity. One is just the general accumulation, just like we talked about before, where it's just growing on an annual or, or every other year basis based on the growth mm-hmm. of the index. But there's another value that's growing faster. So, and that is... Um, Uh, a death benefit value. And some of these come with no charges or no fees, believe it or not. If I've got somebody that's older and they say, John, I'm too old to get life insurance, right? Or I'm too too old, even if I could qualify, I don't want to pay as much as they're going to want to charge me for life insurance. But do you have something where I can put the money in 
that I know I'm never going to need a dollar of it. I just want to pass on as much as I can to my, my kids and my grandkids. Well, we could put that money into that, that uniquely structured annuity and have it accelerate more than it would on its own just through an accumulation, a general accumulation, and then it will pass more on to the state naturally. And I could keep going on and on and on. It just There's so many different variations of how to use each of those four. Those are the four primary ways that, that we use annuities. We always talk about it on probably every podcast, but it's so true. It's all individualized. You brought it up on this one. You're not going to give me advice because we really haven't dove into my personal situation. So I do appreciate that. At the end of this podcast, I want to give out contact information so people can reach out and talk to you about their own personal situation. But that's so interesting. I had never actually heard of it as far as from an estate planning tool used in that fashion before to to kind of replace life insurance if somebody couldn't qualify. So that's that's surprising to me. I I really like that idea. Mm, Good to hear. I've been in this business. I don't longer than I can, more years than I can count, and I'm still learning. <laughs> Perfect. That's right. All right. I know that one of the other things that we want to talk about is what to watch out for, right, with annuities themselves. So, how do we want to broach this subject? Because I'm sure there's a lot depending on which annuity you're talking about. Yeah, there really is. There's really a couple primary things here. One is fees, and the other is income riders. And I don't know how much time we'll have to get into these. So I'll try to be somewhat brief on these. But as far as fees go, this is a a very misunderstood myth about annuities. It really does depend on which type of annuity you're talking about, for starters. When we're discussing fees on annuities. So for example, with fixed index annuities I mentioned previously, these generally have no fees, but sometimes they do have fees and sometimes they don't. Some of the Mm -hmm. index, sometimes if we want to participate in a larger percentage of the growth of the market, then there is a fee assessed to that. Sometimes if we want to have a lifetime income, for example, that's inflationary protected. If you have an annuity that you were a teacher for 30 years and you're retired and now you have a pension slash annuity, they're gonna pay you $2,000 a month for the rest of your life. That's just flat. Well, inflation over time is gonna eat into that, right? Because mm-hmm. inflation is, expenses are rising and the amount you're receiving isn't. But some of the annuities have inflation factors built in so your income can actually increase over time with inflation to offset that. But so the sometimes fees come with that as well. But generally speaking, they have no fees or riders. A fixed annuity generally has no fees. The variable annuities, we've already talked about that, have multiple most in most cases have multiple fees that we have account for. That's something that you just kind of really have to know that the, the person you're working with not only understands the fees, but explains them to you in a way such that you understand them as well so that you know what you're getting and what you're paying for when you're paying for it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing that I tell my, I tell all the folks I work with that that I know not only want you to understand what we're doing, but I want you to understand why we're doing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that whether I'm here another day or another 20 years, you're going to understand it to the point where you can manage it and take care of it. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned riders, too. Yeah, I sure did. And this is one that, goodness, I could make a whole show on just this alone. Because it's really misunderstood. And I think in some cases, 
an overutilized addition. I'm going to use that word okay. to annuities. So I'll give you this story. Let's just pretend for a minute. People that are listening in here, just kind of, if you're not driving, close your eyes for a minute and go with me on this. Let's just say that you're going shopping at Best Buy. I think you can go into Best Buy now. Actually, yeah, for a while, they so. couldn't even <laughs> go in. But let's say you go into Best Buy and you're looking for a DVD. You're going to buy your son a DVD for Christmas, okay? And you're shopping around. You've got your cart and you find the DVD that you want. You put it in your cart. And you wheel up to the checkout stand or, or cashier, whatever they call that. And then you take that you take that DVD out of your cart and you put it on the the cashier stand there and so that they can ring it up. And what is the one thing they always offer you before they finalize the sale? I don't know. An extended warranty. Oh, okay. A warranty. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And emphasis on extended uh-huh. warranty because it already has a warranty. It may be one year, maybe two years, whatever it is, comes with the product, but they're going to offer you an extended warranty. I went to Staples. I don't know how long. It was a few months ago, and I bought a briefcase, like a just a leather briefcase, a zipper mm-hmm. type. I got up to the front desk, and they said, would you like an extended warranty on that? <laughs> I'm thinking, work? what is it that you're going to warranty here? I don't understand if the zipper's going to fall off when I go out the yeah, door just, here. Yeah. I think I'll just come back and get a different one. It just floored me. But I mean, 99% of that is pure profit for them. Mm-hmm. I tell people they, when it comes to writers on these annuities, they should they should look at them just as carefully and consider them just as carefully as they would an extended warranty on a product. Not saying that they don't have uses, not saying that they're not good for the right people at the right time. Mm-hmm. They just can be overutilized and you need to be working with somebody that really understands how they are. There's so many different types of writers. I mean, oh goodness, I could uh, list goes longer than my arm. There's fees on riders, and I think I mentioned earlier, there's no fee riders. Some of them have multipliers for growth, meaning that we might grow X amount without the rider, but we add the rider on and we can grow significantly more. We can grow with a higher participation Hmm. in the market growth or a higher percentage of that participation. They have some, sometimes there's riders that's called impairment doublers. This is one of the latest, greatest things. I, told, I tell you how I said earlier how annuities are changing all the time. Here's a prime example. An impairment doubler does this. Let's just say that you have an income rider and you get ready to start income and you do. You start income and let's just say it's going to be $50,000 a year is the income that this annuity is going to deliver for you. Five years later, you become impaired and let's just say you cannot perform two out of six, what they call ADLs, which is bathing, dressing, feeding yourself, all mm-hmm. those types of things. If you can't perform two of six of those, they'll double that income. Wow. Okay. Instead of getting 50000 a year, they'll give you 100000 a year to help you pay for the care and assistance that yeah. you're going to need. And those sometimes come along without any additional fees, believe it or not. Wow. Wow, that's mm-hmm. a huge benefit. Yes, and this is kind of, the, I say this is the world is changing because these are the needs that the baby boomers have, right? They're trying to provide for these needs for those. That just It's just awesome to watch this stuff happen. And then there's some riders that are built for inflation protection. I mentioned that earlier that we have increasing income 
potential. So that's just an example of some of the writers I could keep going. But there's lots and lots and lots of writers out there. But again, you just got to make sure that you're working with somebody that really takes the time to explain them to you if they're going to consider adding them to to your existing annuity. Well, this is that time because I, you know, we're running low on time on the podcast and I want to ask you for your contact information so that people can reach out and say, Hey, look, I need some answers. I, I've spoken to somebody about an annuity and they've told me about this, that, and the other, and I'm talking about writers. I'm just not sure. And they want a second opinion. I, I know that you're more than happy to take that call or somebody who's listening for the first time or is not working with a professional and, and is thinking, well, I'd like to learn more about annuities. I know that you've got all sorts of resources. How do they reach you so they can start this conversation, John? They can reach us at 817-225-6260. That is our main line, and it's answered from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or they can go to our website, and reach us that way too, which is builtmore-financial.com, B-I-L-T-M-O-R-E hyphen financial.com. Fantastic. John, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time again today. Thank you as well, Eric. You bet. And of course, our last thank you goes to you listening audience. Thank you so much for joining us today and listening to the Secrets of the Wealthy podcast with John Mintz. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when John comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks so much for listening today. For everyone at The Secrets of the Wealthy, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of the Wealthy podcast with John Mintz. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of John Mintz. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.